Welcome to Thoughts on the Market. I'm Jim Egan, co-head of U.S. Securitized Products Research here at Morgan Stanley. And I'm Jay Backout, the other co-head of U.S. Securitized Products Research. And on this episode of the podcast, we'll be discussing supply and demand in the U.S. housing market. It's Wednesday, September 7th at 3 p.m. in New York. All right, Jim. Housing headlines have started to get a little more bleak. Home price appreciation slowed pretty materially with last week's print. Now, your call has been that activity is going to decrease, but home prices are going to keep growing. Where do we stand on that? We would say that the bifurcation narrative still holds. We think housing activity metrics, and when we say housing activity, we're specifically talking about home sales and housing starts, have some continued sharp declines in the months to come. But we do think that home prices are going to continue growing on a year-over-year basis, even despite that disappointing print that you mentioned from last week. But I have to ask, what are you looking at that gives you confidence in your home price call? Where could you be wrong, given the slowdown we just saw? We say a lot of fancy-sounding things when we talk about the housing market. But ultimately, they're just different ways of describing supply and demand. Demand is weakening. That's that drop in activity we're forecasting. But supply is also very tight. And that contributes to our view that while home price growth needs to slow, it should remain positive on a year-over-year basis. All right, but haven't some metrics of supply been moving higher? Look, we knew we were not going to be able to say that supply was historically tight forever. Existing inventories are now climbing year-over-year for the first time in 37 months. And another very popular metric of supply, months of supply, is effectively getting a one-two punch right now. Months of supply measures how much the current supply of housing listed for sale would take to clear at current demand levels. So in a world in which supply is increasing and demand is falling, you have a numerator climbing and a denominator falling, so you're effectively supercharging months of supply, if you will. We were at a cycle low of 2.1 months of inventory, the lowest we've seen in at least three and a half decades in January of this year. We're at 4.1 months of supply just six months later. So that number is a lot higher, but 4.1 months of supply is still really low. Isn't there some old saying that anything less than six months of supply is a seller's market? So wouldn't that be good for home prices? Yes. And given recent work that we've done, we think that that saying is there for good reason. If we go back to the mid-1980s, so the Case-Shiller Index that we're forecasting here, that's as far back as this index goes. And every single time that months of supply has been below six, the Case-Shiller Index was still appreciating six months forward. Home prices were still climbing six months forward. So the absolute level of inventory is in a pretty healthy place, despite the recent increases. However, that rate of change is a little concerning. We've gone from 2.1 months to 4.1 months over just six months of actual time. And when we look at that rate of change historically, it actually does tend to predict falling home prices a year forward. So absolute level of inventory leaves us confident in continued home price growth, but the rate of change of that underlying inventory calls continued home price growth in 2023 into question. So we're going to have more inventory, but the pace has been accelerating. How do we think about the pace of that increase? If that pace were to continue at its current levels, that would make us really concerned about home prices next year. But we do think the pace of inventory growth is going to slow. And we think that for two main reasons. The two biggest inputs into inventory are new inventories and existing New inventories, and we've talked about this on the podcast before, we think they're about to really slow down. Homebuilder confidence is down 43% from cycle peaks in November of 2020. Part of that's the affordability deterioration we talked about earlier, but it's also because of a backlog in the building process. Single unit starts are back to 1997 levels. 
Units under construction, so between starts and completions, are back to 2004 levels. It is taking longer to finish those homes. And we have had a forecast that we thought that was going to lead single-unit starts slowing down. It finally has over the past two months after plateauing for almost a year. We think they're going to continue to fall pretty precipitously in the back half of this year, which should mean that new inventories stop climbing at the same pace that they've been climbing. Existing inventories also should stop their current pace of climb because of the lock-in effect that we've talked about here before. Effectively, current homeowners have been able to lock in very low mortgage rates over the course of the past two years. They're not going to be incentivized to list their homes at similar rates to historical paces because of that lock-in effect. So for both of those reasons, we think the pace of increase in inventory is going to slow. And that's why we continue to think that home prices are going to grow on a year-over-year basis. They're just going to slow from 18% now to 9% by the end of this year, to 3% by the end of 2023. Okay, so effectively, the low amount of absolute supply is going to keep home prices supported. The change in the amount of supply makes us a little bit more cautious on home prices on a longer-term outlook. But we think that pace of that change is going to slow down. Jim, always a pleasure talking to you. Great talking to you too, Jay. And thank you for listening. If you enjoy Thoughts in the Market, please leave us a review on the Apple Podcast app and share the podcast with a friend or colleague today. The preceding content is informational only and based on information available when created. It is not an offer or solicitation, nor is it tax or legal advice. It does not consider your financial circumstances and objectives and may not be suitable for you. 